too much sex. I know it's a clickbaity kind of a headline, but we are going to talk about that, not in the way you think. Rather interesting article coming up. Demons in our government, they exist, and we've got the video receipt to prove it. And what is wrong with the UFC? Seriously, welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. For a Friday, we made it to the end of the week. Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, Friday morning. We're in the live chat also. You want to join in the chat, feel free to say hi, pop in there, make a comment, whatever it is. Also, you can comment on the video. Join our Locals channel for behind-the-scenes videos uh, exclusively for uh, subscribers over there on Locals. That's the red button. And the green one is the follow button. It says follow. If you haven't done that already, just click that. If you have a Rumble account, which is free and easy to do, sign up. It's quick, and then you can follow the show, and you'll get notified whenever we go live. So, yeah, we got all that and more coming up. It is going to be a busy show, and I'm feeling good because it's a Friday. So how can you possibly not feel good? Before we get into all the mess uh, tonight and uh, today uh, from last night, Oh, man, unbelievable. We do want to tell you about one of our sponsors, and that would be Blackout Coffee. Love these guys. One of our favorite sponsors. And uh, Blackout Coffee, founded on the principles of conservative values, which is a great reason to help support this company. They believe in hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, traditional American values. But all that's not worth the pot if you don't make a good product. These guys make a great product. Blackout coffee is amazing. I have a cup in the morning. I have a few cups through the day. And I have a cup when I do this show. It's just that good. Keeps me going. Never bitter. Always full flavor. And it is all fresh roasted and sent to your door within days which really makes the big difference. Not expensive. Go check it out on the website. The link is down there in our show notes. Pick yourself up a single bag. That's all you got to do. Grab your blend, whatever you like, a full espresso blend or some of the dark roasted over there. And uh, they have a small batch process, which means 24 to 48 hours usually from the time you place your order. They roast your beans, ship them out, another few days to get to you, and that's it. You got a bag of fresh, fresh, fresh roasted beans. Look, I know we get into the habit. We're people of habit. We buy the same coffee. We drink the same stuff all the time. Do yourself a huge favor, folks. I'm a coffee drinker, a fanatic, and this stuff changed my mind. Man, I'm telling you, it is amazing. Blackout Coffee works with local co-ops, American farmers. This is an American company, and they make a great product. Be sure and use the link in our show notes to get yourself a great deal. And as if that weren't enough, when you check out, use the promo code J20, J-A-Y-20 at checkout. That will get you 20% off your first order. J20 is our promo code at checkout for 20% off your first order. Thank you, Blackout Coffee for helping to sponsor the show and being a part of the uh, the action around here. <clears throat> they really are a great company, and they make an amazing product. Mm. Cocos and teas, by the way, if coffee's not your thing. You notice how the coverage of the main shooting 
has taken a full pivot to gun legislation. By the way, an update they have still, as of 10 minutes ago, have still not located the shooter, despite hundreds of police officers searching. The area is still in a lockdown, a shelter-in-place order. Um, the suspect is still at large, and yet all anyone in the political and media realm can talk about is banning guns. How about the victims, witnesses, video, audio evidence? No, just good old gun control debate. There are a bunch of other hot-button issues to talk about elections coming up. Moving quickly through the lacing of the narratives, weaving everything together. You know, the only way to combat this bullshit is together. I talk about taking small bites. You know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Black, brown, white, everybody. Americans. We need to stand up against this oppression, which is happening. Nobody talks about mental health issues. Nobody talks about psychotic, uh, psychiatric drugs. All they talk about is banning your guns. Someone from Lewiston, Maine, lives in the town, actually wrote this. Listen to these words. This is what this person wrote from Lewiston. I'm still here on lockdown and scared, yet Politicians are already spreading political propaganda. Feels cold and heartless, for sure. And I have to say that people calling it an FBI PSYOP are irritating, too. That guy was very local, and our lack of real mental health care here is well known. That, those words written by someone who is sheltering in place at this moment in Lewiston, Maine, who gets it. I'm sure you notice, too, with all this chaos going on, there is, a, there is a feeling that maybe makes you wish you had a weapon if you don't. And the more you do that, the more Democrats focus on gun control. Criminals, look... My audience knows, but just in case there's some liberal dirtbag listening, if you haven't figured it out yet, criminals have guns. The open border causing incredibly dangerous conditions, and nobody in the administration wants to do anything about it, of course. Free voters coming across. Military being sent out to other countries to fight. You saw we struck, I did a couple of uh, precision airstrikes in Syria today. Going to get messy, folks. You'd think, with all this going on, they would want us to be able to protect ourselves. Nope. They want you unarmed, and they want you vulnerable. The evidence is all over the place. It's right there. Do not give in to it. There are mass shootings in Chicago. Not, 
not to lessen the tragedy from Lewiston, but to put it more in perspective for you. Every weekend in Chicago, there is what amounts to mass shootings. And nobody on the left bats an eye. In fact, they make it easier for the shooters to get released when they're caught. Same thing happens in St. Louis, Baltimore, New Orleans. And most of the time, it's not with an AR-15. Leftists do not actually care about saving lives, saving your life. They want you dead. All they care about is advancing their narrative. They care about controlling you. Care about making you feel safe while taking away your freedoms which should make you feel anything but safe. Do not fall for any of this crap. Finally, if you learn nothing else from this main shooting, happened at a bowling alley bar, packed with people, a lot of young people, sadly, This is what you must learn. Whenever you are anywhere, a restaurant, a store, a church, a concert, festival, even at your work, any venue, any place you go outside of your home, which obviously you know very well, always make an exit strategy and an assessment for yourself and your family or those people that are with you. It takes all of about 10 seconds. Make a plan, locate the exits. Most people instinctively, it's human nature, head for the same way they came in, the front door. And most often any threat that's gonna come in is also gonna be sitting there at the front door. Know that most places, especially restaurants, have a back Exit. You'll see a sign stuck in the back that says exit. They take deliveries in that way. Stores, same thing. Locate your exits. Just scan. Boom, boom. Take a look around, you know. Locate places you might hide if you had to. Again, very easy to do. You can do that in five seconds. I know, but that is sadly the world we currently live in. Until things change, it's what you've got to do. And make a plan in advance for what you're going to do. If you can, run. Get out. Get out, get out, get out. If you have no choice and you're stuck, fight. Fight like you've never fought before with anything you possibly can get your hands on. Fight. It doesn't take but a moment to do that, and it could very well save your life and your family's life. Start doing that now. I'll tell you what, having been in law enforcement for a portion of my wrinkled and odd career way back when, one of the things that they will teach you is to always watch your six, watch your back, 
to this day, when I sit in restaurants, I will not have my back exposed. I will always pick a table with a chair up against a wall or at least with no one behind me. It was so stuck in my brain, and it's a good, safe thing to do, by the way, that to this day, it's been 20, 25 years since I was in law enforcement, and still, still to this day, I have that stuck in my head. All right, it's a mess. It is a mess. Hey, Ground Zero Hal 9000's in the chat, and my goodness, you have been busy. What do you got for us tonight? We got a rumble link. We got Robert Card, who's the suspect in the Lewiston, Maine shooting. Uh, worse than Hamas. Uh, mm, I'd say probably on an even playing field. Police, nothing more than field reporters. Well, I think at the moment they're doing all they can to try and find this guy. Uh, no luck so far, unless something's changed in the last half an hour. But uh... All right, our headline and our thumbnail tonight was, Too much sex? I know. But strangely enough, this is a weird story. Teenagers, you know, teenagers, as in rushing hormones... Horny little guys and gals running all over the place, grabbing anything they can find. Look, shut up. I'm not politically correct, nor will I ever be. So I'll say what I want to say. You don't like it, find another show. Teenagers want to see friendships on television, not sex. What? Seriously, there is a new study out. About half of adolescents believe sexual content is not needed for the plot of most TV shows and films. The old adage, sex sells, well, it doesn't seem to be the case for young people so much these days. They actually think there is too much sex and romance on TV and in movies. Teens and Screens, which is an annual report from the adolescents, about adolescents and social media, from the Center for Scholars and Storytellers, CSS, at the University of California in LA. They want to see more friendships and platonic relationships on the screen. Surveyed 1,500 young people from a 10 to 24, you know 24 is not really a young person anymore, but fine, it is what it is. Oh, the National Academy of Sciences says that is the age range for what they call adolescence. 24? Okay. It closely reflects the U.S. Census in terms of race and gender. Responses collected in August of this year, just a couple months ago. Half. 47.5% believe sex and sexual content isn't needed for the plot of most TV shows and movies. Man, are these guys actually waking up? Is it 
possible we're having an effect? 44.3% think romance is overused in the media. Whoa. 51.5%, a majority, want to see content more focused on friendships. 39% only. Now, that's a big percentage, but not compared to the other numbers. Want to see more aromantic and asexual characters. Wow. Good news. These stats align with what we're seeing in young people's behavior. They're having less sex, according to other surveys, than their parents did, than you did at your age. Today's teens, adolescents, are having less sex. Who'd have thunk it? Most of them agree they are noticing more people in their circles are choosing to be single. Wow. This is an amazing article. The link is from Mashable.com. Uh, there was also an article in Variety, strangely enough, but it's an incredible article, full, jam full of these weird little factoids. But the bottom line is, yeah, apparently before half the adults in the room, adolescents, teens, are waking up. They're tired of the blatant sex and crap in their TV shows and your, your films that don't need to be there. They'd rather see a nice romance story or friendship story, I should say. That is, it does my old wrinkled heart good. That's a great story. Read the rest of that. It's in our show notes. Wow. Imagine. Huh. Hey, we're over on X and Cat Turd. If you don't follow Cat Turd, you're missing out. Hey, Cat Turd, good to see you. Demon Democrats, I put the link to Cat Turd's post in our show notes tonight because you got to see it and you got to listen to it. I am telling you, this is beyond the pale. Josh Hawley, who is a kick-ass congressman, does not take any crap. When he asks a question, he expects an answer, not some political correct mumbo-jumbo bullshit. I asked you a question, yes or no, what is the answer? I'm going to play this. It's a bit long, longer than I usually play cuts on this show. But you need to hear this. You need to listen to what this woman has to say. Ms. Marcus, you testified a moment ago to Senator Butler that every child gets a Know Your Rights presentation. Is that correct? Yes. Is that before or after you release them to labor traffickers? Hmm. Senator, every child that comes into our care gets a Know Your Rights presentation. Have you read that children are scrubbing dishes they are operating heavy machinery. They are delivering, delivering meals. They are harvesting coffee. They are working construction. They are working as housekeepers. They are working overnight shifts at plants where they are not paid. They are not going to school. They are not cared for. They are not giving meals, almost all of it illegally. Are you aware of that? That's a yes or no. Yes. 
Do the Know Your Rights presentation help them in those situations? <laughs> Senator ORR. Uh, That's a yes or no, I think. I, Do you really think that you're helping these children by releasing them to labor traffickers and yes, sex traffickers? 85,000 children whom you have no contact with and your answer is we gave them a presentation before we turned them over to these people who are exploiting them on a scale not seen in this country for a hundred years, a century. Do you do home visits in all cases? You can actually see where these children are, are being released, who you, whose care you're putting them in? We do not do home visits in all cases. Senator, I'd really like the opportunity to talk about what we Let's look at doing. what the secretary said <laughs> to you. Mr. Becerra, that's the secretary, told the ORR director, that's you, right? Extraordinary times call for extraordinary people. Yes. That if she could not increase the number of discharges, he would find someone who could. That if Henry Ford had run his plants like this, he would never have become famous and rich. This is not the way you do an assembly line. This guy does not put up with crap. This is amazing. The link to this tweet, this X post, is in our show notes. It goes on here for another couple of minutes, so I don't want to take a whole bunch of time spending, but it, trust me, it's worth your time. Take a listen to that. Share it out there. Josh Hawley, man, unbelievable. Hey. Who said hi to us? Hello, Sam Zadek. Sam Zadek, I believe is how you sorry if I butchered your name. I didn't, it's not on purpose. Nice to have you in the chat. Thanks, Sam. Be sure you follow the show button over there is green. It says follow. Just click that. You're good to go. Uh, and also a Ground Zero How 9000 piped back in said, I too served as a Leo, which is law enforcement officer, Leo, like me, uh, for a few years. Worst job ever. Really? I'm telling you, I started out as a detention deputy uh, in Monroe County. I uh, moved into the uh, Internal Affairs Department of the Sheriff's Department. I was an Internal Affairs uh, Inspector Detective for uh, the last two, three years of my career. I spent about five years in law enforcement. And I got to tell you, probably the best five years of my life unbelievable. I loved absolutely every minute of that job. I was so proud and uh, so dedicated to raise your hand and swear an oath, do your duty. I, I, to me, best five years of my life. What an experience. Monroe County Sheriff's Office in uh, Monroe County, Florida at the time under Sheriff Rick Roth. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, yeah, Josh Hawley, man, I'm telling you. And, you know, more important than ever, it, you, you heard what he's talking about, how this department is basically just enabling, not only enabling, but becoming an assembly line for child labor trafficking and, perhaps more importantly, sex, child sex trafficking. There are demons in our government that is what that story is all about. You need to know about it. Share that out there and do what you can to put a stop to it. Speaking of demons, how about the WHO? Look, while we're all worried about the Middle East, what's going on over there, shooters in Lewiston, Maine, an open border, the WHO is taking full advantage of the fact that everybody's eyes are looking over here 
and they're over there screwing with us. These people are not to be trusted. Keep an eye on them. They will sneak their little snake bodies into our lives, whether we like it or not, and we need to stand up and fight against these idiots. Klaus Schwab included with the World Economic Forum, who are pretty much doing the same thing as these guys. Dr. Kat Lindley posted on X, as a president, she is the president of Global H Project. I cannot stress enough the importance of this video. Probably one of the most important things you will watch. It explains the danger to all of our countries, not just the U.S., but every single country on Earth because of the WHO's attempt at a power grab, and that's all it is. This video is nine, ten minutes long, but just watch the beginning few seconds of it. Listen closely. We are here today because we are all concerned by the World Health Organization's strong pressure to extend its powers, its structural and its financial capacities with a permanent effect over the sovereignty of the countries and over the self-determination of the people. I will initiate an independent evaluation at the earliest appropriate moment to review experience gained and lessons learned and to make recommendations to improve national and global pandemic preparedness and response. But one thing is abundantly clear. The world must never be the same. The world must never be the same. That straight out of the WHO's mouth. If that doesn't scare the hell out of you, I don't know what will, because that is where this WHO, these commie bastards are. And again, while we're all distracted over here, they're over there doing that crap. Sneaking it right in on you. Next thing you know, you turn around and they're in charge. They are some of the last people who ought to actually be in charge. People don't learn from history, which ties really nicely into our next story. You may have seen this. It was a headline in uh, quite a few places. A warning from history. Mames become medium as the internet worries Robert E. Lee's melting could spark a trend. Links in our show notes. That is a part of the statue of Robert E. Lee, which was taken down and melted. Black History Museum in Charlottesville surreptitiously destroying the statue of General Robert E. Lee served as an impetus for the Unite the Right demonstration. The monument which honored General Lee, a renowned slave owner, commander of the Confederate Army, 
taken down in Charlottesville, Virginia, July 2021. There was a huge, drawn-out legal struggle. Sons of Confederate veterans and other groups gave the monument to Lee of Lee to a coalition that wanted to demolish it, replace it with some more inclusive piece of public art. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you just see what kind of ridiculous piece of crap, what the hell is that artwork they'd come up with? Please. Robert E. Lee's statues met its end in a 2,200-degree furnace. Wow. Look at that. Frightening, huh? Had to be removed on more than one occasion because of safety concerns. Look, the bottom line is, yes, he was a slave owner. Yes, he was a Confederate general in the Civil War. But that is a part of our history of this United States of America. You can't change that. You can't deny that. You should be teaching about Robert E. Lee and what he did. Kids should know about all of our history, the good stuff, and maybe most especially of all, the bad stuff. And we've had some, we've had lots of some. Slavery, Japanese internment camps, you name it. There's been some very, very black stains on our history. I use that word as a descriptor. But seriously, denying this crap, ignoring it, melting it down and hoping that history part of your, uh, your country will go away, it isn't going away. It's history, pal. You don't change that. Unless you're writing the history books. <clears throat> in which case, <clears throat> that's a whole another argument for another day. Mm. Hey, by the way, did you see this? Check that out. New line of J. Sheldon Show merchandise. We got our show shirts in. We'll be wearing those off and on throughout the uh, show. Where we go? Here we, there we go. There you go. Check that out, huh? Oh, yeah. Love them. Tank tops. Nice color. Our mug, just like mine here. There you go. Hoodies. Got a baseball shirt, too. These are really cool. You'll find the link. Pick yourself up one of these items over in our uh, our show notes, right down below there. Want to check it out? Get yourself one. All right, what's wrong with the UFC? What the hell? What the hell is going on with the UFC? Are you kidding me? Dana White, come on. And now he's ripping the dummies who are upset over a sponsorship with Bud Light. Not just a little sponsorship. $100 million. You know, if Bud Light came to me and offered me $100 million to sponsor this show... 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'd take it. <laughs> I can't stand Bud Light. That whole, I promise not to say his name anymore on this show. It's probably in this article, but, you know, you do what you can. It's more important we cover this kind of crap. UFC Chief Dana White rips the dummies who are upset over their sponsorship deal. He's signed a $100 million deal with transgender agenda-pushing Bud Light, the beer brand which suffered huge, huge financial losses after their teaming up with over-the-top trans activist, TikTok star, idiot guy. Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light were UFC's original beer sponsors more than 15 years ago. And uh, Dana White said in a statement, I'm proud to announce we're back in business together. Man, fans immediately weighed in, trashing Dana White for giving Bud Light a spotlight as the new UFC partner. Many felt White was a sellout. The deal was a slap in the face to UFC fans. And a lot of voices calling out for boycotts of the UFC. $100 million. Money talks, bullshit walks. I would find that. I know, come on. It's completely absurd and different situation. But <laughs> money does talk. That's for damn sure. Matter of fact, it talks very loudly when you're a college. This is a great story. I got video for you, too. It's from a post on X from Benny Johnson. Billionaire Leon Cooperman has donated $50 million to Columbia University. Well, guess what? He's announced, not anymore. This after the school refused to fire a professor who called the Hamas attacks awesome. <laughs> this is brilliant. Language for this guy, I mean, he is a billionaire, so I guess he can say whatever the hell he wants, but take a listen. <laughs> Fox Business Alert. We are back with billionaire investor and Omega Family Office Chair and CEO Leon Cooperman. Leon, uh, I got to bring this up. It's so much in the news, especially in the last couple of hours. You are a proud graduate of Columbia Business School, class of 67, son of Polish Jewish immigrants, first in your family to graduate from college. What do you make of what's happening at Columbia? Well, and Harvard, Stanford, NYU as well. There was a student walkout at Columbia just a couple of hours ago, driven by Columbia professor Joseph Massad, who called the Hamas attack, quote, awesome. Where are we in the world when 1,300 Israeli civilians I think these kids at the colleges have shit for brains. <laughs> That's where shit you think we are. There, there we have one reliable ally in the Middle East. That's Israel. We only have uh, one democracy in the Middle East. That's Israel. Okay? And we have one economy tolerant of different people you know, gays, lesbians, etc. And that's Israel. So they have no idea what these young kids are doing. And that's one of the reasons I wrote my book. 
Now, the real shame is I've given to Columbia probably about $50 million over many years, and I'm going to suspend my giving. I'll give my giving to other organizations. Wow, that is a big statement. Uh, so right here, right now, you're saying no more money to Columbia. Yeah, unless I see a change. I told them that they should fire this professor that made the comments he made. I mean, war is hell. It's, war is not good for anybody. But to praise what Hamas did is disgraceful, disgusting. Wow. Wow. Love this guy. Happy with that, Columbia? $50 million. Gone. Enjoy. Huh? Love it. What a great story. The video goes on for a while. You want to check it out. Hey. The UK, again, this show's about the US. This show's about America. But I do keep an eye on what happens. We talked about France and some of the crap that's going on over there. Digital ID, all that other garbage. You think it's not going to come here to the U.S.? Think again. Think again. A woman has been given a fine by the British police for the crime of praying. And no, she wasn't just praying. She was praying silently in her head on the street literally a thought crime in the UK listen to this garbage are you here as part of an organized protest no you're not are you part of a pro-life organization or pro-choice organization I am but I'm not here in that capacity okay are you protesting no are you here to pray for the lives of unborn children? Uh, that, it's a little bit leading, but no, I'm not. Okay. Uh, can your actions be carried out elsewhere? I can pray elsewhere, but I, I want to pray here today. Right. Why have you chosen the location here to stand? You know this is an abortion centre that I'm standing outside of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you aware that there is a public space protection order in place here? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, are you aware that you're breaching the public protection order? I'm not, no. Uh, will you move from here to outside of the exclusion zone? I, I don't believe I need to. Okay. Um, if not, why are you not willing to move outside of the exclusion zone? Because I don't believe I need to. I believe I've got a right to be here. Okay. Right. Um, if you believe that you're present to protest in any form, um, obviously we're going to need to issue with a fixed penalty notice. Sorry, can you explain that again? Yes. Issue a fixed penalty notice for standing on a sidewalk and praying silently in your head. It's come down to that. That is in the UK. But again, if you think this isn't going to happen here, you, my friends, are sadly mistaken. I posted this on my ex account. You got to see these numbers. The number of illegals who have invaded our country with this open border under this idiot Biden administration, this is scary. 
I had no idea the way these numbers stack up. Look at this chart. Thirty-eight states larger than the population of thirty-eight states. Illegal aliens since Biden took office, 8,062,646. But you know what? That's been created, this little chart here, for about 24 hours. You can probably pump that up by another two, three, four thousand. Right after Washington, these are the populations in 2023 of these states. The amount of illegals pouring across our border, for the most part unchecked, untracked, unvetted, it would be the 38th largest state if you put them all in one place. Now do you see? Now do you understand? Incredible, absolutely incredible. TJ Maxx, you know, I hadn't even thought about TJ Maxx. When I saw this, I thought, does TJ Maxx still exist? Yeah, they do, and they are very worried. They are worried that we are going to come after them. There's been a corporate email sent out from TJ Maxx to all of their stores, remove and destroy copies of a child's book on consent from their stores. The book is called Yes, No, A Child's Guide to Consent. You know what we're talking about. Retailers, TJ Maxx, terrified about becoming the next target. They are trying to remove all social justice products targeted at kids. There's the book. There's the email sent by TJ Maxx to all their stores to get rid of this piece of crap garbage book on Kids giving consent. Thank you, TJ Maxx. Even if your reason was you don't want to lose business, well, you know what? That's actually a pretty good reason because you're in business to make money and why would you do anything that would cost you business? Selling a crap garbage book like that on your shelves? That'd do it. or selling them online. I've been, I want to admit this. I will, I've been shopping online. Not a lot, just a few little tiny things here and there. A couple things for the studio. Anyway, <laughs> I have, by the way, a really nice piece coming for the wall behind me because I always thought it was too empty back there. So we'll have that coming up sometime next week. Anyway, have you ever bought stuff online? These are these TikTok influencers and all these live shows where they're selling crap. Do you know that's actually a huge business? No, no, no. Not the people selling the products. 
selling the people that are selling the products to you. This is the weirdest thing. This is basically an influencer factory in Indonesia. Watch this. I'm going to mute the sound. It's not that important. But take a look at this. You see that? One studio, another studio, another studio. Now they're going up the stairs. And look at this. There's another one. There's another one. Everyone's got the lights, their little handphones they're going live with, all their products in the background. All the way down. Look at that. There's got to be 20, 30 studios in there selling these products. Every one of them. It's the weirdest thing. It's all set up. How insane is that? So the next time you're watching one of those one of those live selling you crap TikToks or Shopee or Lazada or whatever it is that you're watching, just know that's all happening in one of these kind of factories. Basically an influencer factory. <laughs> I had no idea those existed. I've just got my little studio here and we go live five days a week and Fortunately, a few hundred of you watch now and then. We thank you for that. Hey, if you just joined us, be sure you hit that follow button. And if you want to join us on Locals, you'll get a chance to subscribe and follow us and uh, see some behind-the-scenes exclusive video. Just goofy stuff we post over there on uh, Locals. All right, it is time for our book. Man, we went long tonight, but we're going to continue on with the book, Lord of the Flies. Um, we have read books on this show, little piece of a chapter at a time from the beginning to end. And then we move on to the next one, mostly children's classic literature, Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Jungle Book, done all those great classics. Uh, coming up next, I think, by the way, we're seriously looking at Treasure Island to read. But right now we're doing Lord of the Flies. We're at chapter eight. That's been going on for a while now. So we will pop the cover graphic in there. And we'll head on over and continue with William Golding's Lord of the Flies. The head is for the beast. It's a gift. The silence accepted the gift and awed them. The head remained there. All at once they were running away as fast as they could through the forest toward the open beach. Simon stayed where he was a small brown image concealed by the leaves. Even if he shut his eyes, the sow's head still remained like an after-image. The half-shut eyes were dim with the infinite cynicism of adult life. They assured Simon that everything was a bad business. I know that. Simon discovered that he'd spoken aloud. He opened his eyes quickly, and there was the head grinning amusedly in the strange daylight, ignoring the flies, the spilled guts, even ignoring the indignity of being spiked on a stick. He looked away, licking his dry lips, a gift for the beast. Might not the beast come for it? The head, he thought, appeared to agree with him. Run away, said the head silently. Go back to the others. It was a joke, really. Why should you bother? You were just wrong, that's all. A little headache, something you ate. Perhaps 
Go back, child, said the head silently. Simon looked up, feeling the weight of his wet hair, gazed at the sky. Up there, for once, were clouds, great bulging towers that sprouted away over the island, gray and cream and copper-colored. The clouds were sitting on the land. They squeezed and produced moment by moment this close, tormenting heat. Even the butterflies deserted the open space where the obscure thing grinned and dripped. Simon lowered his head, carefully keeping his eyes shut, then sheltered them with his hand. There were no shadows under the trees, but everywhere a pearly stillness, so that what was real seemed elusive and without definition. The pile of guts was a black blob of flies that buzzed like a saw. After a while, these flies found Simon. Gorged, they alighted by his runnels of sweat and drank. They tickled under his nostrils, played leapfrog on his thighs. They were black, iridescent green, and without number. And in front of Simon, the lord of the flies hung on his stick and grinned. At last, Simon gave up, looked back, saw the white teeth and the dim eyes, the blood, and his gaze was held by that ancient, inescapable recognition. In Simon's right temple, a pulse began to beat on the brain. Ralph and Piggy lay in the sand, gazing at the fire and idly flicking pebbles into its smokeless heart. Now that branch is gone. Where's Samderick? We ought to get some more wood. We're out of green branches. Ralph sighed, stood up, no shadows under the palms on the platform, only this strange light that seemed to come from everywhere at once. High up among the bulging clouds, thunder went off like a gun. We're going to get buckets of rain. What about the fire? Ralph trotted into the forest, returned with a wide spray of green which he dumped on the fire. The branch crackled, leaves curled, and yellow smoke expanded. Piggy made an aimless little pattern in the sand with his fingers. The trouble is... We haven't got enough people for a fire. You gotta treat Semanic as one turn. They do everything together, of course. Well, that isn't fair, don't you see? They ought to just do two turns. Ralph considered this and understood. He was vexed to find out how little he thought like a grown-up and sighed again. The island was getting worse and worse. Piggy looked at the fire. You'll want another green branch soon. Ralph rolled over. Piggy, what are we going to do? We just have to get on without him. But the fire. He frowned at the black and white mess in which lay the unburnt ends of branches. He tried to formulate. I'm scared. He saw Piggy look up and blundered on. 
not of the beast. I mean, I'm, I'm scared of that too, but nobody else seems to understand about the fire. If someone threw you a rope when you were drowning, if a doctor said, take this, because if you don't take it, you'll die. You would, wouldn't you? I mean, of course I would. Can't they see? Can't they understand? Without the smoke signal, we will die here. Look at that. A wave of heated air trembled above the ashes, but without a trace of smoke. We can't keep one fire going, and they don't care. What's more, he looked intensely into Piggy's streaming face. What's more, I don't sometimes. Supposing I got like the others, not caring. What had become of us? Piggy took off his glasses, deeply troubled. I don't know, Ralph. We just gotta go on, that's all. That's what grown-ups would do. Ralph, having begun the big business of unburdening himself, continued. Piggy, what's wrong? Piggy looked at him in astonishment. Do you mean that? No, not it. I mean, what makes things break up like they do? Piggy rubbed his glasses thoughtfully. When he understood how far Ralph had gone towards accepting him, he was flushed pinky with pride. I don't know, Ralph, I, I expect it's him. Jack? Jack. A taboo was revol evolving around that word, too. Ralph nodded solemnly. Yes, he said, I suppose it must be. The forest near them? burst into an uproar. Demonic figures with faces of white, red, and green rushed out howling, so the little ones fled screaming. <coughs> out of the corner of his eye, <clears throat> Ralph saw Piggy running. Two figures rushed at the fire, prepared to defend himself, but they grabbed half-burnt branches and raced away along the beach. The three others stood still watching Ralph and he saw the tallest of them, stark naked, save for paint and a belt, was Jack. Ralph had his breath back and spoke. Well, Jack ignored him, lifted his spear, and began to shout. Listen, all of you, me and my hunters, we are living along the beach by a flat rock. We hunt and feast, have fun. If you want to join my tribe, come and see us. Perhaps I'll let you join. Perhaps not. He paused, looked around. He was safe from shame or self-consciousness. Behind the mask of his paint, he could look at each one of them in turn. Ralph was kneeling by the remains of the fire like a sprinter at his mark, and his ha face half-hidden by hair and smut. Samnerick peered together round a palm tree at the edge of the forest. A little and howled, creased and crimson by the bathing pool, and Piggy stood on the platform, the white conch gripped in his hand. Tonight we're having a feast. We've killed a pig. We've got meat. You can come and eat with us if you like. Up in the clouds, canyons, the thunder boomed again.
Jack and the two anonymous savages with him swayed, looking up, then recovered. The little ones went on howling. Jack was waiting for something. He whispered urgently to the others, Go on now. The two savages murmured, and Jack spoke sharply, Go on. The two savages looked at each other, raised their spears together, and spoke in time. The chief has spoken. Oof. All right. That's it. That's where we're going to knock it off for tonight. We will continue on with this uh, Lord of the Flies, Chapter 8, coming up in our uh, next show on Monday. Wow, the weekend's here. Hey, enjoy it, won't you? So much crap going on. Take a break from it. Stop thinking so hard. Pay attention to it. Don't lose track. But just don't let it stress you out so much. You got to take a break now and then. You really do. All right. I will see you again on Monday morning, 10 o'clock sharp. Be there. Be square. Thanks for watching. <laughs>